Welcome to the Gene Oliver Podcast, where we talk all things business, art, and lifestyle. This is your podcast for building a more creative life. I created a free resource and mini workbook just for you. 10 Tips to Take Back the Peace for a More Beautiful Life. A free ebook if you're looking for some rest in your day-to-day like I was. Go to geneoliver.com slash 10 tips to get your free resource. Creativity is calling. Become the artist you have dreamed to be. After the podcast, meet me over at geneoliver.com where you will find art, business, and lifestyle online courses. Welcome back to the podcast. I'm Jean Oliver, and today I'm talking with Tyler Horsley. Tyler is the founder and the CEO of Nuclear Networking, a digital marketing agency. We've been working with Tyler and his team for over two years now, and their knowledge, guidance, and experience has helped our own business to grow and gain exposure. As a business owner, I have appreciated seeing blind spots in our business and to see real ways we can make immediate and long-range changes. Tyler, thank you so much for taking time today to talk, and welcome to the podcast. Thanks for having me. Appreciate it. Would you uh, tell everyone a little bit about yourself and what you do? Yeah, no worries. Um, I uh, currently operate a performance marketing company, a digital marketing company in uh, South Denver. We have global reach, uh, but really long story short, to kind of simplify what we do, um, we help businesses show up uh, first online and sell products, drive leads, uh, or drive sales uh, through online marketing channels. So pretty much everything uh, related to Google, that's where we live, Google and Amazon. So. Well, when everyone hears the, uh, the acronym SEO, uh, they often don't even know what that means. And then they found, find out that it means search engine optimization and then still don't know what that means. So can you explain right. in clear language what this is and why it's so important for our businesses? Yeah, sure. So there's definitely a lot of acronyms in our industry. And, and what I like to do is kind of translate those into real life scenarios. So if you imagine that your website is a home, as an example, there are three portions of of SEO, right, or search engine optimization. And search engine optimization at a really high level is the process of earning Google's trust and appearing as uh, qualified in your space. And so to give you a really quick example, one part of SEO is content. And I know we're going to be talking about that today, uh, later on the podcast here. But content is, uh, you know, blogging and updates and photos. Think about it in a home term as rooms for a company to engage in right? So like a living room, a kitchen, that's kind of the equivalent of content. On-site SEO is, is the equivalent of cleaning the house, right? So you obviously want to clean your house, prepare before people come over to the house. Um, we're also cleaning the house or optimizing the website for Google, right? And then the third part of SEO is called off-site. We'll dive into all this, I'm sure, through, through these questions, but kind of understanding what does that mean? Well, I need, I need rooms in my home. I need the house to be clean. And then off-site SEO, I need to invite people over. And so all of those things collectively build trust with Google and drive traffic to the website. Over our time with you, just like you just now talked about it, I've heard you talk a lot about trust with Google and the things we have done in the past that really helped us and the things we could do right now to gain it even more. So what is trust with Google and what builds it? Sure. Yeah. So uh, the best way that I like to describe it is, um, again, kind of removing all the, the tech speak out of what we do here. Think about people, right? Google's a business first and foremost. So um, if you were going to interview a person to work for you, um, 
your job is going to be to build rapport with that person, understand who they are, their background, what strengths they bring, etc. But if that person was surrounded by 50 of your favorite friends and family, your trust is immediately going to go up, right? Especially if they're vouching for that person. So to kind of translate that into backlinking talk and SEO talk, um, if we can, of course, most of the business owners, you know, and, and more listening to this are, are going to say, well, I would love to show up first on Google to get the most exposure. Everyone would, right? Uh, but if we can go to Google with a better story, not just we think we're great, but we can also through backlink building show them 80 other people that you already trust that are a thought leader in whatever industry you're in are also pointing a link back to our site. They think we're great. That's actually one of the quickest ways to build trust with Google. Well, when I'm leading our live or online creatively made business workshops, I'm constantly asked, is blogging dead? And I'm asked why they should put the time uh, into blogging or even their website sometimes when we have tools like Facebook and Instagram and Twitter, Twitter and Pinterest, et cetera. And I have my own answer for them, but I always like for them to hear. I want them to, our listeners to hear your thoughts on this because I think it's so important to hear from you. Yeah. Yeah. No worries. So um, <laughs> thoughts on that. So the good news is here, my thoughts uh, and the reason I'm kind of prefacing this is because I realize that there's going to be content experts eventually hearing this and more. Um, I sit on SEO panels and there's styling preferences and more. So I'm just going to give you the technical response. But so um, imagine being Google and you're sitting in a stadium and you're watching a business grow. Um, if a business grows and says, I deserve to be first online, but they don't have any social platforms, nobody's talking about them and they've never existed before. You'd, uh, you'd ask, well, why? <laughs> you know, nobody's really talking about you. Um, so, so keep in mind that is a truth, right? Um, in, in terms of blogging, what does blogging really achieve? Well, it, it achieves the first of those three parts about SEO that we already talked about, right? It's content. So content on your website is pretty important. Um, wherever there is content on your site, those pieces of content eventually have an opportunity to rank that's just a word that we use that means show up first on Google. So that could actually be the first experience that a user has once they're visiting your website, whatever you wrote on that blog. Keep in mind, most business owners are going to want their clients or potential clients to come to their website to transact, not to Facebook or Instagram. Like those, those platforms are definitely serve a purpose. I'll talk about in a moment, but um, blogging on your website, highly recommended. Um, if, if it's a time thing, there are a lot of tools out there. You can utilize content syndication tools and basically any blog that you post will repost those on Facebook, you know, Twitter, Instagram, et cetera, to bring everybody to your house, to your website. Uh, that's going to show Google a few things. One, again, it's not us just talking about ourselves. It's actually people coming from different platforms to your website. They monitor that. Um, it is, it is worth mentioning not all platforms are created equal. For example, uh, somebody looking up the term backlink might go, well, if I copy and paste my website link on Facebook, is that going to help my SEO? Not at all. Um, unfortunately, this is just a guess. Somebody probably did that a million times back in the day and ruined it for everyone. <laughs> so, how Google update rules work. Um, somebody kind of tries to cheat, but, um, but what it does do, it's, it's going to give Google those social signals, right? So they're going to know that you are alive and well, because they see fresh content continuing to be produced on your website. They're also going to see other people besides just you coming from different platforms to your site. So is blogging dead? No, not at all. I definitely do blogging. And from a nerd perspective where, where I live, we can leverage that content and build backlinks to it and help you 
drive more traffic. So big fan of blogging. Well, and we're in the 13th year of our business, going into our 13th year. And because of that, um, I've been a part of collaborations for years through blogging. That was always the platform of which we would share this content. And it has created years and years of backlinks. And will you talk a little bit about the value of this? And so for anybody listening that has followed us for a while, think of things like our home tours and some of those things where I've collaborated with other bloggers and we've even done blog hops and you've gone from one blog to the next to look at our homes at different times and things like that. Um, that's just one example. But um, could you, Tyler, talk a little bit about these backlinks? And again, just reiterating some of the things you're saying, but even talking about those kinds of collaborations. Sure. Yeah. So um, one, one safe statement is not all backlinks are created equal, right? And so uh, and I'm going to make this up on the spot, so bear with me. But if we are all of a sudden uh, experts in, um, let's call it concrete roofing or stucco, and for some reason we're just experts in that now, it would not be wise uh, to go out and just get general business backlinks. Um, many companies do that. I'll also mention that backlink building is one of the most tedious and or annoying uh, processes in SEO, um, mainly because it's difficult to do it well. A lot of people don't do it well. A lot of people um, either do what you might refer to as black hat. They'll just go out and buy links. And by yeah. the way, if links are easy to obtain, they're probably not going to help you that much because everyone can obtain them, right? Um, but relevance is super important. It's not just the power of a backlink. And you'll hear a lot of language online. People will say it's got a lot of link juice or it's got high domain authority, which was a term just made up by Moz that, that caught on. Um, but yeah, it's also about relevance. So if we were stucco and, and concrete roofing experts, we would want industry thought leaders in that space to provide us backlinks to our website to show Google, we're not trying to conquer the whole world with, with, with siding and roofing. No, we're actually experts in this need. And the more niche you can be in Google's eyes, the easier it will be uh, to rank and become trusted in that space. Yeah, thank you. Well, what are some things that our listeners can do right now that will increase SEO and just being seen? Oh, sorry. Um, so I, I have a few different options for um, any listeners looking at doing that. So there's um, freemium tools out there uh, that you can use as an example, spyfu, S-P-Y-F-U dot com or semrush, S-E-M-R-U-S-H Dot com. Uh, that's kind of an interesting platform. And by the way, if you have a website, feel free to enter it into those uh, tools. It's going to show you who your competitors are, what kind of keywords they're ranking for, how much traffic they're getting. Basically, it's showing you what they're doing well. Um, easily, you can jump on those things and go, oh, man, these are keywords that we'd like. We'll use those keywords and start writing some content around those, right? If you have the bandwidth and you can write blog topics around core keywords you want to rank for, that's a good start. If you're on WordPress, uh, the platform, uh, there is a plugin called Yoast, Y-O-A-S-T. It's a free plugin. Uh, it's kind of, you know, kindergarten for SEO. It's, it's helpful, right? It's not going to be the, the be-all, end-all, uh, conquer the world plugin, but it definitely gets you a good start on once you recognize those keywords you want to rank for, you can put those keywords into Yoast and they'll give you a, a score, kind of a grade, and it'll say, hey... You're, you're yellow, you're kind of at a 60%, let's bring you up to an A, this keyword needs to be added into your blog four more times. I mean, those are really great tools. Uh, another tool that we offer on our website, nuclearnetworking.com, 
you can click the button Our Solutions up top. Uh, there's a tab called Local SEO. And at the bottom of that page, uh, there's a button that says click here for free scan. That scan will actually show you your directory health. So I'm sure everybody listening is familiar with white pages, yellow pages, Google My Business, Yahoo Local, etc. cetera. Uh, this is a free scan that basically just shows you, here's what you're missing, here's what you have, and, and if you're inclined, you can actually go build all of these um, as well to, to satisfy that need. So those would be uh, a couple tips that I think would help tremendously that are free. I feel like the rules are constantly changing on social media platforms and what even really gets seen. So how often do you feel like the rules change on your end of what you try to help people do? And so, which can make people like us that don't know um, SEO like you do, um, like the back of your hand, um, what, you know, what is your feelings about like all of the things that are constantly changing? Yeah. So, um, that's a really loaded question. <laughs> but no, I mean, just to kind of, so what I don't want to do, um, because I don't really appreciate people who do this in our industry, is use fear marketing. Um, meaning, hey, this is something you don't understand. It could change at any time. We'll pull the rug out from under you, you, you know, um, and, and you, you must work with an SEO. Uh, at the same point in time, I'll tell you that some of the companies that we've worked with, well, let's talk about um, you know, Western medicine alternatives, naturopathic remedies, you know, um, we had this last year, uh, a medic update and a core update from Google. So Google just out of nowhere decides, Hey, we're going to change the rules. And all of a sudden we care about this. We saw companies that had 19 to 20,000 hits a day go down to nine, wow. nine people almost wiped off the internet. Wow. That's an entire organization, hundred million dollar nutraceutical company that could just go belly up overnight because Google decided to change their mind. That was one of our competitors. Our client did not. So I would say, is it a possibility that that could happen? Yes. I, I, I want to take a little bit of the fear out of it because these folks individually were, were blogging about some pretty um, political things that, that could cause tension, right? About vaccinations and other things that I'm not even going to go into. And so if you think you're in a high risk category um, in a, maybe a more direct way of saying that that'll never be publicized. If you think you could make Google mad by what you're writing about, you may be at risk. Um, But having a qualified SEO helping you uh, will not only in the long run be more cost efficient because typically they already have all the licensing, all the tools, you know, all the direct backlink networks and more uh, to these individual industry thought leaders and publishers. Uh, but they'll also protect you, right? And and that is pretty important. So I'd say if somebody's doing this on their own, definitely stay as close as you possibly can to Google's algorithm updates that they publish, mm-hmm. and um, you know do your best uh, in that space because it it can impact your your business. So. Well, Kelly likes to say you guys are like doctors. He says, uh, you have spent years and years gaining knowledge and we get to come in for checkups each month, you know, and, and so we get to take advantage of that knowledge and to keep our business and site healthy. And so your team has helped with online ads and monitor how AdWords perform and what works and what doesn't. And, and truly you've been able to give us kind of the analysis of the analytics behind everything we're putting out. 
And in what ways are you able to look at our business and see where we needed your help? And in what areas did we need improving? And doesn't mean we don't still need improving because we're constantly looking at things we can do. But I think it helps for people to realize, you know, if we came to you two years ago and we were doing a lot of things right, but we were doing a lot of things wrong. And a lot of it is because just like you were saying, we have our hands full with what we are good at. There's a lot Mm -hmm. of things, you know, but SEO, that's not where we have our knowledge, you know? And so um, I don't know if you can, you know, off the top of your head even, or if you would like, what are some of the things that you were really able to help us do better? Sure. Yeah. So um, I'll I'll speak specifically to your organization uh, and just broadly to, to most people's. I think it's really important to understand uh, before you even get into marketing, the roles that individual people play uh, that work, so to speak, on your website, right? Because somebody might think, um, and I'm going to shamelessly drop a name, Lucas, you know, Lucas Hitch. So they do, you know, certain individuals like that organization do really well at things like, um, you know, architecture of websites and functionality and, Uh, The best way that I typically describe it, even though there are hybrids out there like Lucas, most web design companies are artists, right? They're they're a mix between content creators and user experience experts, and they're going to design a website that looks appealing to humans. Mm -hmm. We are the greasy technicians under the hood, right? And so most of what we do is not seen by humans. Um, And the interesting part about that is, we run into a lot of uh, client opportunities where we're like, man, your site is beautiful. Did you know that it took 14 seconds to load? Mm-hmm. No, we didn't. Well, we need to do image compression and JavaScript parsing and, and mm-hmm. other technological um, you know, processes that are going to help that out. So those are really low-hanging fruit uh, opportunities. And I'd say for anybody listening, you can go to GT. Gary, Tom, right? Gary and Tom. I don't know the <laughs> uh, correct alphabet, but yeah, gtmetrics.com. And you can enter in your own website. It's free. It'll show you exactly how you score, how mm-hmm. quick you are, uh, if you have the technical uh, capability, how to fix it. But that's one great example of really low hanging fruit where people simply don't know that those things exist. Mm-hmm. And they have a beautiful website and they're wondering, why am I not showing up and what's going on here? Um, so those are areas for improvement. On site SEO. So back to our analogy from the beginning of cleaning the house, once the house is clean, so you folks are different because you're adding ongoing content and and you have users engaging and more. Some websites just are static, right? They add content and then it's done. So once we clean the home, we actually spend uh, 90% of our time offsite inviting people over, gaining those backlinks and helping them increase in rank online. Um, But those are typically things, again, uh, like that SEMrush website we talked about earlier, semrush.com. You can run free analysis uh, on your website and look at the entire other side of the curtain that normally people don't see. Meta tags, title description errors, and a lot of the crazy language you use in this uh, industry, you'll be able to see those on those reports. So. And I think something too, just I'm going to throw it out, um, and I'm sure you would have your own thoughts on this too, but sometimes your your site might not be launching, you know, like uh, loading as quickly as you want. And um, we didn't know, you know, we had like 56 or 57 plugins on our site for a lot of different things. And then we were told we should really only have like four to five. And so that is something for you guys listening to be really aware of it as you are, because um, I know we have all different kinds of business owners that listen 
listen, you might be brand new or maybe you're a couple of years in or maybe you're even like years in like we are. And the thing is that um, I didn't realize that plugins um, are not good for the health of our site. Like if you're thinking about speed and performance, but you can pay a little bit and have somebody code what you want instead of having a plugin. Um, and so I think sometimes we're, a lot of it, we're doing a lot of DIY building of our sites and not realizing that. And I just wanted to throw that out because that's some of the stuff you're talking about, like cleaning out and cleaning up your website. And, and that's to make it perform well and, mm -hmm. and to be a better user experience. Yeah. Some, uh, you know, realizing that the plugin market is its own marketplace. Sometimes people create plugins that work and then they just leave them. Mm. And it's like, oh no, this was developed in 2009. Yeah. And it is, you know, it might just be a Facebook feed plugin, but it's slowing your site down tremendously. So right. yeah, using an SEO or, or talking to somebody with that technical knowledge is definitely, you, you, you get some of those surprises, right? And then, uh, but like you said, there's always other options and other opportunities to right. achieve the same functionality. Well, I would love to take blogging, Facebook, Pinterest, and Instagram and talk about SEO within each of these. And so I would, because just to help people really have an understanding, like you, yeah. you talked a little bit about blogging and SEO. Is there any benefit and what do people get from Facebook and Pinterest and Instagram? Mm -hmm. And what's yeah, the best so way to use them? I would say, um, so one misconception is if I post a lot on Facebook, it's going to help my SEO. Uh, and that is actually not the case. So again, um, you have to really put your, your mindset, act like you're Google and you're, you're kind of judging all businesses, right? And you're like, Oh, who are those guys over there? And all they're doing is talking to themselves. <laughs> you know, <laughs> basically, I mean, look, eventually you, you do need content on those platforms. And the reason is different than SEO. Google's not going to say, well, because they posted 400 posts on Facebook, all of a sudden we should let them rank first on Google. By the way, your SEO accounts may rank first on Google when your website's not. So there is value of adding more content. Google loves content. Um, it just doesn't work in the exact same way that you might think like blogging does as an example. Um, but benefits of using those platforms are, are threefold. One is obviously to provide uh, content for users to engage with once they come to your site. They, it serves as qualifiers, an education tool. They can see that you're a real company. You exist. You have a following. Maybe if you're on Facebook, you have a five-star rating. Those types of things are pretty important for qualifiers, right? Because there's a lot of companies that just scream at the rooftops, pick us, pick us, buy from us. Mm -hmm. and, and customers nowadays are so used to getting pummeled with advertising that they're looking for deeper value. Are you family-owned? What's your story? What's your passion? How are you engaged uh, in you know, nonprofit uh, activities or whatever that might look like, um, that can help once you build uh, that audience. Um, this is when you really start getting the full benefit of social because you're not only speaking to the people that are liking your page, um, but somebody named Cheryl could also share your post. And now all of a sudden, her 6,000 friends see uh, your page as well. So it's a really cool way to bring down your overall cost per acquisition over time because you just get this free PR that constantly goes out and kind of, you know, people prefer sometimes LinkedIn over Facebook, over Twitter, over Instagram. So again, if you can just be everywhere and, and feel free to repost content, 
it's not looked down upon, right? You don't need to come up with something interesting just for Instagram versus mm-hmm. Pinterest. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, if you have something solid, what I always like to do again is just make it into a blog with beautiful photos, make it live on your website, and then post that link all over your social mm-hmm. before you get people to come back to your home. Um, and how about, let's talk about Pinterest, because that's a little different, because Pinterest, you're actually able to pin from your blog, and you're able to put it on Pinterest, which I think, you know, it is a social uh, media, but it also is a search engine. And so um, how is Pinterest different? Yeah, so Pinterest is actually leveraged, uh, depending on the verticals that we we work in, um, we actually use Pinterest quite a bit more than you would think. Mm-hmm. Uh, so Pinterest, because it is a social net or social network slash search engine itself, uh, those pins, those links, again, Google, Google can classify, there's a term called follow and no follow, which basically just means like if, if it's a no follow link, that means Google don't follow this link back to the site. Follow means yes, you can follow and give us credit. Um, a lot of social links are going to be no follow. And there's a lot of different types of links that I I won't go into um, right now, but with Pinterest specifically creating company profiles um, and you'd be surprised, right? When I get on Pinterest, I'm looking for home and landscaping ideas and paint and lighting and decor. Uh, But like a merchant processing service, a competitor to PayPal, it would be in their best interest to actually have a Pinterest account. And in, of course, named with their name, but then their functionality and filled out and backlinked to their site. Because again, that shows Google, hey, these folks are active on multiple websites. People are engaging, not just one website. We didn't create social profiles when they're just sitting there doing nothing. Uh, people are engaging all around. So Pinterest specifically, um, we've seen actually pretty great success with that. Hopefully nobody ruins that. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, highly recommend Pinterest. What are people doing wrong on their websites without knowing it? I know we've talked about a few things, but um, when you come to someone's website for the first time, mm-hmm. what do you see um, that they think they're doing so right and it's not when it right. comes to SEO? Yeah, so um, just for the sake of the question, um, I feel it's still important to kind of repeat this, but site speed is, is one of the biggest ones, especially for artistic sites. Right, because it's like, man, look at all this beautiful imagery and this great user experience, and uh, any content-heavy, media-heavy websites, big red flag there typically because the site will look beautiful, uh, but when Google crawls the site, they're loading an image the size of your house, and then quickly resizing it to fit a mobile device. Humans don't see that; it slows your site way down. So, site speed's a big one. Uh, typically, images and uh, files are are the uh, culprits there. Um, other things that people think that they're doing well. So this is gonna sound weird, but blogging, even though we, yes, blogging is important. Well, uh, let's go back to that home analogy again. If, if all you and I did was build a home, paint the rooms, uh, and so that's content, right? And we cleaned that house, and that's on-site SEO. And by the way, what I just described is what 90% of SEOs do. Very rarely do they get into topically relevant backlink building and do it well. Most of them are content companies. They will submit blogs, and they'll optimize the blogs, and they'll say, we'll see you next month. I'm being a little facetious, but mm-hmm. that's, that's a lot of what I hear. Uh, so those things are important. Um, but again, say this, this, like your website, perhaps, any listeners, nobody's seeing it yet. So if you have a house in the middle of nowhere that you're constantly painting and making look beautiful and cleaning, but nobody's visiting, mm-hmm. 
all of that content's not doing anything for you. So I see a lot of people just pumping out blogs and they're still not ranking. Sometimes they're not even indexed (laughs) because the website wasn't set up correctly or, you know, um, the robot text files or whatever that might be is not optimized. But yeah, just, I I see a lot of people trying, but um, you know, Sometimes you can get some of that information for free. Try to get a free SEO audit from a company. We do this all the time. Not just going to drop a, you know, a booklet of technical terms on you, but really describe, hey, did you know, even though you're pumping out content, nobody's seeing it. And, and actually, if you redirected your efforts here, that it would help you tenfold. You know, right. Those are the common mistakes that I see with good intentions, right? Yeah, so. yeah. <laughs> Well, who doesn't love transformation stories? They are my favorite. So can you share some SEO transformation stories that you have worked on? Yeah, um, certainly. I would say one of the ones I love to brag about the most, um, mainly because of our location here in Colorado, there's a uh, company up north. uh, They're in nutraceuticals, and they sell liposomal glutathione because everybody knows what that is, right? So, (laughs) So... there was a, there's a sole entrepreneur from Boulder there. Um, and he had a passion behind helping people. And there was a really good intent behind this product. It wasn't just for revenue, but it was revolutionary and, and it was going to help people in the naturopathic community as well as the, the pharma and practitioner community. So long story short, um, when we first met each other, you know, you have this quality product and story, but, but you have scientists, right. And, and then marketers come in and we're like, Hey, did you know your website? And then we could just go down the list of, of things, right? But helping them better position that brand, working with other marketers as well on the same team, we were able to take that company from being not visible whatsoever outside of practitioner networks uh, to boosting them on Google. And I'll just share revenues real quick because this is like impressive um, and makes me happy for them. But we took them to 150 million in uh, evaluation in three years. Wow. And, and I told you the products that they're selling, it's liposomal GABA with L-theanine, uh, glutathione. Um, I mean, you name it, they have a whole, a full suite, but it's one thing to win online and to help push them up, but it's not just, it wouldn't have been enough to, to help them show up first online. We also had to tell a story, right? Mm-hmm. So kind of back to that value, how, how does the common Jack or Jill understand why liposomal glutathione is a great detox mechanism for the body and kind of helping them rank for search terms like how to detox my body instead of liposomal glutathione. Those types of things can't just be done by simple SEO. You need somebody with business acumen who understands the audience that you're targeting, who can help you tell that story better. And then they have the tools to actually get you there. And that's, that's one of my favorite stories. and, And still today, one of our one of our favorite partners too. Yeah, that's guys, great. Local is better too. I, I love the local partners here. <laughs> if someone doesn't have a lot of resources, can yeah. an SEO firm do anything for them? Um, resources, is, uh, are you referring to? Financially. Financially. Financial, if if yeah. they're starting out, um, maybe they're, mm-hmm. maybe it's even right now. Maybe it's right now in the middle of everything going on with COVID. They yep. feel like their business has been hit so hard. Yep. And, um, and they think we don't even have a lot of extra right now. Um, what can that look like with an SEO firm? Sure. So it's kind of the, uh, so, so the, it's interesting. And I'll, I'll just preface this by saying 
SEO and paid advertising is not something you can quickly pick up. I mean, there are a lot of free resources. So something I'd recommend, definitely scour YouTube for everything. <laughs> um, they, I mean, you can learn a lot, right? Especially in, in just in terms of SEO friendliness, uh, WordPress, tons of stuff on YouTube about WordPress. It's not going to guarantee that you rule the world. And, and like you, as an example, most business owners wear a lot of hats. There's just simply not enough time. Uh, if you were to charge hourly for your time, you know, and you put 10 hours in, you, you could have already hired an SEO firm for that. But right. if somebody's pretty strapped and looking at a way to reposition their company during this time or do something, there are smaller ways of engaging. So you could approach an SEO and just say, hey, look, I don't have money for ongoing activity, but I'd really love if you could put together a comprehensive before and after uh, map to success for me. Like, you know, how's my site right now? How do I fix it? And what should I be doing moving forward? And that's definitely a great start that wouldn't require a monthly subscription. Yeah. Well, you work with different size businesses each day and also businesses that are everywhere from brand new, a few years in to deeply rooted companies. Mm -hmm. How do you approach marketing a company that is brand new or a few years in and then establish? What is your goal usually when you go into kind of each of these and different places? Because people listening have all different stages of businesses. And right. So if, if I'm a brand new business, what do you say to me? What's, what's the most important? Sure. Um, most important isn't necessarily technical right out of the gate. And I think that's where a lot of SEO companies trip up. They, they send over a 20 page report of again, meta tags, title description errors and language that no business owner uses on a daily basis. And, and now you're just adding more fear and confusion on top of an already unfamiliar service that they mm -hmm. think they need. So the way that we start, we have a free audit on our website, um, at nuclearnetworking.com and we do a competitor deconstruct and a market share analysis. So this isn't, hey, let's look at our own car to see if we can win this race. This is before you even start, let's see who else is racing, if marketing would even help you, because that's a really good question to ask. Mm -hmm. And if so, what types of resources would it take to get an ROI on our marketing budget? What do we really need to do? SEO is not for everyone. Neither is paid advertising. It really does depend on what audience you're serving and are you a global brand or a local small town business owner, right? So those types of conversations are extremely helpful. Uh, we lead with education because education cures anxiety. The more business owners understand, at least the conceptually, what we're doing and why, uh, man, they feel so much more comfortable. The worst is engaging with the marketing company where you're just paying and you have no idea what they're doing. Um, so, you know, results are nice too, but that's, that's what I would recommend if you're a brand new business owner. Start with something like that, basic education, understanding what people are doing in the space. The thing I'm looking for, uh, that was one of your questions, was I'm really looking to, again, educate the business owner, communicate realistic timelines and purpose, uh, help them understand whether we're the best fit or not. Here's what you do need to do, because these are this is kind of the rules of the land here. And once you um, move past these points, regardless of where you're at financially, we can crawl, walk, or run. And here's uh, what that output um, looks like. What about somebody who's a few years in? They sure. have a product or a service or an experience that they know is connecting with people. They're really seeing uh, revenue start to come in. Mm -hmm. They're able to see uh, viewers become customers. Uh, and, right. and they know that they have something, but they just can't get beyond, you know, like that couple years in and feeling like, man, it's just not taken off like I 
Sure. And all the numbers say it should, but it's not. Sure. How do you help them? Yeah, so there are two different types of, of those people that I want to address. One is the business owner who's seen that success on their own without ever hiring a marketing agency. Uh, to that, I would applaud them. Well done, right? Um, two, you start feeling like you're hitting a roof and you don't know what to do next. Um, and, and then I would still encourage them and say, you've made it this far doing nothing. Hmm. Imagine if we tried. Yeah. <laughs> right? So that's where those free audits come into play. Uh, and kind of communicate, here's your menu, right? Choose what you'd like. I'm going to explain everything, how fast you want to grow. Here's the next step. Um, scalability is obviously a topic of conversation there. So that's one type of person. The other type of person is somebody who said, we're, we're, we've been in business for a couple of years. People are responding. We have worked with SEO companies or other marketing agencies. Still doesn't seem to be growing. Something that is the truth, not all SEO is created equal. SEO is just an acronym, and unfortunately in our space, there is no internet police. There's no SEO bar exam that you take. Okay. Uh, so again, 90% of the companies that, that communicate that they're SEO experts are actually, and I mean this with respect, but they're over-glorified content creators. And, and a lot of people are missing the core technical on-site pieces and the off-site backlink building piece. And I've talked to even people recently this last week, many of them where I'm like, it's cringy a little because you know it's like hey we've been working with an seo for three years and i look at their backlink profile and their ranking and nothing's changed mm. yikes but usually there's good news uh, there's a silver lining in that because most of those seos have provided libraries of content over years of engagement so now i can come in and say you have the library now let me invite people over so people can actually see what you've done here and we can redirect that budget into actually increasing rank and more so well and i would think any good seo companies should be able to show you um your conversion rates i mean they should yeah. be able to say this is what we're doing really well and right. this is what we can do better and this is i mean um and so that's the main thing you should be able to have real proof in front of you with the numbers of what's working and what's not um and so how about somebody who's you know 10 years in uh -huh. and um or so and they're just like okay we just need sometimes i think when you get 10 years in and plus you just you need just a refresh in a right. lot of different areas and you're plugging away and what worked 10 years ago just doesn't work now right. and yep. so sometimes it's um it's what you don't know that could really help you at this point yeah absolutely to add on that um our conversation about algorithm updates that's the biggest one we see. Um, you have kind of mom and pop or inherited uh, companies that are successful. And, and again, I'll, to keep it digestible, I'll just give you two examples here. One is the person who inherits their company from a, a family and they've relied on word of mouth their entire mm -hmm. life as a company. Well, now all of a sudden we look at generational changes and millennials on down, everyone, we're, we're glued to our phones. So what does that business look like in 10 years, 20, 30 for one, all those other relationships may deteriorate through the changeover, through just sheer time. Two, when your entire target market is looking at a different device, not looking at phone books anymore, to find you, you're going to see attrition at a pretty rapid rate. So it is important to check in and refresh and make sure that you're up with the times to make sure that you can still be relevant in this new space. Um, the second person that we've seen uh, is 
you know, we might come in and they've been in business for 10 years and they're saying, look, are we doing everything well? So again, that one-time checkup kind of uh, the, the doctor analogy that you used, are we doing well? Are we still compliant? Google, as an example, um, you know, a year or so back, they did a mobile responsive update. No one in who is not in the SEO community really knew that. That means if you had a website that was working phenomenally for a long time, ranking first, well, now all of a sudden, if it doesn't look good on an iPhone, mm. oops, you're on page 10, right? Yeah. Quickly. So those types of things are always good to, again, if you're not formally engaged with an SEO company that, to your point, can clearly communicate attribution and conversion rates and what they're doing. They don't keep you in a black box. Um, that's one of my pet peeves personally, because <laughs> it gives us all a bad name, you know? Um, but that's what I would do is uh, contact either for a one-time checkup or, or really just reevaluate algorithm updates where you're at and where you should be. Awesome. Well, Tyler, I would love to close with one last question. If you were not leading your team at Nuclear Networking, what would your alternative career path be? If I was, <laughs> yes. so if I, if I was not working at if Nuclear? If you were not. Interesting. So I have, I've already experienced that. And I did oh. it backwards and I probably... So can I answer two, two answers? You can. <laughs> so prior to my experience uh, owning Nuclear Networking here, I was in federal law enforcement. And... Uh, federal intelligence, love the space uh, for two reasons. Um, in very integrity driven. That's how I was raised in the Midwest. Um, definitely a patriot of what our country stands for, right? Um, but I really like the space because I'm mischievous. <laughs> I love using the investigative skills for good. Um, I'm able to kind of exercise those muscles here in the marketing space, but um, I have a large, I just love those people. I really get along well. I know you, you know, one very closely as well. He might be living with you. But it's, I, I love, I just love that space uh, a lot. Um, but I would also say after kind of growing nuclear, creating capital, buying and selling other companies, man, the entrepreneurial uh, space is a really uh, rewarding place uh, where you can, you can earn and work as hard as you can and you reap those rewards. Um, and I, I like that space where I can kind of run at a faster pace. Um, so, yeah. That's awesome. All right. Would you please share with our listeners how they can find you and learn more about growing their own business with nuclear networking? Sure. Yeah. Um, Nuclearnetworking.com or for people, you know, who might be driving or like, oh, I think I can remember that. Um, Nukenet.com. So N-U-K-N-E-T. It's a much shorter. N-U-K-N-E-T.com. Um, yeah. I think the best way is just, Feel free to visit us on our website. Click that free analysis button and introduce yourself. Tell us about your company. Uh, none of this is, um, you know, being charged or consulting or anything like that. We'd just love to meet you and chat with you for free and help uh, educate you on your journey. Well, Tyler, we have um, loved working with you and continue working with you. You have an amazing team of people that are just full of integrity and, um, and you've helped us in so many ways. And so we're so appreciative of that. And I'm just, thank you, thank you for being here today and taking the time to share a little bit more about this really complicated um, issue and, and really breaking it down and making it feel doable mm -hmm. and understandable. So thank you. Yeah. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. Thanks for the kind words. I created a free resource and mini workbook just for you. 10 tips to take back the peace for a more beautiful life. A free ebook if you're looking for some rest in your day today like I was.
Go to jeanoliver.com slash 10 tips to get your free resource. Creativity is calling. Become the artist you have dreamed to be. After the podcast, meet me over at jeanoliver.com where you will find art, business, and lifestyle online courses. We have over 150 courses from teachers around the world. Thank you for joining me this week. Don't forget to let us know what you thought of this week's podcast and make sure you never miss an episode by subscribing. Thanks for listening and see you next time.